Hi, I'm John Kamiski. And I'm Brendan Lyons. We're starting our new podcast, Superhumani Vitae, a show in which we take a close read at some of the most compelling stories in comics and graphic novels, as well as those that they've inspired in other forms of media. We'll be discussing, more particularly, how the characters, stories, and the themes that they present square against the teachings and traditions of the Catholic Church. Before we launch, though, we wanted to take some time for you to get to know us and for us to share what you can expect from the show. So we're really excited about this. We've been talking about it for a couple of weeks. We finally, got, well, a couple of months, I think. And then we finally got back to it a couple of weeks ago. And uh, so we're just really excited to get going. Now, as Catholics, we're really eager to sink our teeth into the topics of, of real substance. But we're also friends who like to have fun, you know, talk about stuff that maybe doesn't have <laughs> that serious of an implication in the world. But you know, when we put those two things together, we get the opportunity to frame pop culture in a way that can be taken pretty seriously, or at least placed against very serious topics. So let's just imagine that we're hanging out over a drink, uh, getting into one of those random conversations that friends have. Before we wrap up this introductory episode, we'll be sure to let you know what we'll be reading first, so that you can read that in advance if you'd like to follow along with us. All right, so uh, I guess we'll just get right into it then. So for myself, my name is John. You'll be able to tell him by the deep, dulcet baritone. I'm the one with the nasally, reedy thing that you're going to want to mute every once in a while. You're, uh, you're, you've got to be kinder to yourself, Brendan. You are a treasure, vocally and otherwise. Don't let anybody well, tell you different. Live, so, but okay. Yeah, so my name is John Kamiski, and I am a lifelong Catholic, but a new father. Uh, I have a young son, and that has certainly been a learning curve. And I've would say that I've also been a lifelong reader of comics, so always been a big fan of superheroes, as well as comic books as a medium of storytelling. So over the course of the podcast, who knows, you'll largely be hearing stories with capes and tights, but we could also dig into material that deals with more biographical or historical or otherwise what could be termed as indie comics, but all of which is to say that I'm excited both as a Catholic who enjoys talking about the teachings of the church, its philosophies and theological thoughts, but I'm also coming at it as a big fan of the characters that we'll be talking about and the kinds of stories that they are involved in. Right, so I'm I'm Brendan. Uh, I am also a lifelong Catholic, and I'm also a new father. Uh, my daughter's uh, almost ten months now. John, your son was what? Is he? He's seven months, is he? That's classified. He's un. Ah, we under- holding on to that. Okay. Sorry. He's he's in deep cover. No, he's a uh... deep cover. <laughs> I didn't clear no, that question with John before I asked. So. <laughs> we didn't vet this now. Uh, so my son is uh, just about six months old at the time of this recording. Gotcha. So we're both uh, both relatively new parents. I mean, I've got some a couple months on him. So if you you know if you ever need any advice on how to handle this, I am a seasoned veteran. So I uh, I'm also a, a fan of the comics, although I gotta admit that I do not have the depth of, of a background that Kamiski has. Oh, you're also gonna find that I'm probably gonna to refer to him as Kamiski a couple times here instead of John. So I apologize if that's confusing. Uh, <laughs> kind of force of habit. Anyway, I have uh, read a couple of the of the highlights, some of the best ones, some of the most famous ones. I, I'll admit that I'm a bit I have a bit of a cursory knowledge of comics in the specific books, although I am very into things, anything that would be considered a nerdy. I'm kind of a nerd of all trades, but um what I'm hoping to bring to the table is some more of the Catholic moral 
historical interpretation. We both have a little bit, you know, we both have that background of Catholicism. I uh, am currently working for uh, the National Catholic Bioethics Center, which involves a lot of a lot of discussion of the of morality and logic based in the Catholic faith that helps you determine whether or not something is whether something's right or wrong. And so you're going to find me probably being the one who declares things anathema or criticizes people's catechesis or uh, you know along those lines. Uh, John, I think uh, maybe less aggressive, but we'll see if we can convert him to a more. Uh, <laughs> more uh, aggressive moral valuations on people but um yeah so uh oh and you'll probably figure out that we're both very irish you can hear <laughs> it in our case. in our dulcet tones <laughs> yes my beautiful brogue <laughs> that that's right our our fair skin shines through the microphones uh it's true does, does blinding you as as well as enlightening you fair listeners Absolutely. it's a good thing we're not a video because i've got a white background the only thing you can see is my hair that explains a lot. <laughs> my, my consternation has been fever pitch these last few minutes. Oh, so you're turning red then. Yeah, well, it's it's either one or the other, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it's two Irish face colors. Yeah. Pale white much, or beet red. Pretty much. Yeah, I, <sighs> I, I uh, anticipate, Brendan, getting, getting a lot of declarations of anathema with or without the authority or blessings of the church. Um, yes, that's going to be important to remember. The hosts of Superhumana Vitae are uh, hold no magisterial authority uh, and are utterly unqualified to declare anything for or against the Catholic Church. However, I'm going to do that anyway. But please just remember that as nothing that I say binds or looses anything here on earth, nothing I say binds or looses anything in heaven either. So... <laughs> Like every good television cop, Brendan is a loose cannon. He doesn't play by the rule book. You ever noticed <laughs> oh, that? No. There's never there's never a TV show policeman where the uh, the grab is that he's a law abiding citizen and he's a stickler for <laughs> going by the book. Well, guess what, John? Yeah, I've got my catechism. Huh? I've got I've got the Vatican in my saved in my favorites. We're going to play by the book, and we're going to play by the book hard. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> yeah. So there's your hook. Uh, <laughs> there, he plays asked, by the rules. <laughs> asked and answered. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so Brendan and I have been friends for years, and I've really enjoyed one another's company, especially as... Yeah, I knew John when he was just six foot five. Yeah, uh, my current height is also classified, and <laughs> knee high to tyrannosaur. Oh my gosh! At least my arms are a bit longer. Yeah, that's always nice. Get good leverage. You should take up golf. I tell you, I can't putt for anything, but man, does that drive go far? Okay, we're getting off topic here, which we can't promise never, never to do. So, John, why don't you tell us a little bit about your uh, background, education? Yeah, talk about your education. Sure. So, Brendan's going to be bringing the actual intellect to our conversations. <laughs> don't promise that. <laughs> I make whatever promises I want by the power vested in me as a co-host. But uh, my my uh, education includes 
bachelor's degrees in English literature, religious studies, and theology, having double majored the first time at Westchester University and then following up at Immaculata University. So this might bring uh, some light to the fact that I'm, I'm choosing for this podcast a discussion of a narrative and bringing in theology, but I needed an actual expert. So I brought in Brendan to keep me in check and oh. also to put all the pressure, <laughs> all the pressure in the world on this man's shoulders. See, now this you is- wear it well. <laughs> this is a problem because I only have one degree and it's in history education. <laughs> I don't, just another disclaimer, I am not an expert. I do work directly with experts though. So <laughs> I will ask them if I have a real question. So appreciate your vote of confidence, but um, <laughs> well, we'll see what happens. He's a bold-faced liar, but it can be one of his more charming traits. So no matter <laughs> what he says, remember folks, all, all, of, all of the weight of orthodoxy and... <laughs> So if you have a complaint about the show, mm-hmm. Brendan's email is... <laughs> yes, absolutely. Just blast his inbox. Just, just blow him up. Yeah, that's right. So, John, you mentioned being a big comic fan. Why don't you, mm-hmm. uh, you tell us a little bit about what your, uh, what's your favorite comic? I know that's a difficult one to narrow down, but let's say um, in addition to waiting for your last rights, you got an opportunity to read one more one comic again before you died wow that's a great question and yeah. there will be a moment of silence that will definitely be edited We're gonna edit that out. <laughs> you know on any given on any given tuesday i would have the answer but it's when i'm actually directly asked that i can't call to mind in case you're wondering folks we have a list of questions to discuss with whether with one another for this show that was not on them <laughs> So I ambushed John Kaminsky. Yes, like a big game hunter, does Brendan ambush me with with questions of this nature? Hey, last name's Lions, man. That's good. That's good. Hold on to that. You know, if you can't answer, we can always... Put it in after the fact. Put it in after the fact. (laughs) Folks, you will hear my answer in three, two, one... Now, didn't that sound natural? We definitely didn't patch oh that in gosh. later on. That's really impressive. And you know what? I'm moved by the very fact that you picked that one. I um, Wow. I mean, asked and answered and answered better than I could have imagined. Um, yeah, just, just chew on that for a while. Yeah, I, I, I won't need to eat tonight. Chew on <laughs> that one. And, oh my gosh. And so, Brendan, I know that you are, are not an active consumer of comics typically, but from our previous conversations, I recall that there's a few that you have read. And from what I remember, they're, they're pretty respectable perennial favorites. I think Long Halloween was oh, one. Oh, yeah. Is that right? Yeah. I'm sorry? Do I, I remember? Oh, that's okay. I'm, I'm kind of answering for you. I'll let you go ahead and answer. Long Halloween, you did mention. Yes. Yes, I have read The Long ha- Halloween. Batman Year One as well. The Killing Joke. I mean, I... Batman is, of course, you know, I love Batman. So I, I've, I don't know who doesn't like, but I, I'm typical in that way. Like, I'm your typical like half of a foot in the comic world. So, you know, I love Batman. Yeah, Long Halloween is probably one of my probably my favorite comic I've ever read. Uh, but you know, I've read Watchmen. Uh, I've read the Sandman series <sighs> and others. 
but it, you know, I'm I am an avid consumer, avid consumer of all things nerdy. So I'll I'll watch a comic book movie. I know co- comic book purist types are probably going to be like this guy. I've been declared anathema by people for <laughs> watching, <laughs> but um, you know, it's the kind of entertainment I, I prefer. So if it helps, I have. I know it's not a comic at all, but it is nerdy. I have re- read Lord of the Rings a couple times, so I'm not not one of you. I just happened to also play baseball when I was younger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Oh my gosh. Now, so this, this is what I'm talking about, uh, Brendan. You're going to bring a touch of class to this thing. Touch of class. Where I, yeah, I got where, Whereas I was working on increasing my deathly pallor by hiding in the shadows and reading comic after comic you actually ventured into the light of day to engage in athletics if it, make, if it makes you feel better I, I wasn't good i wasn't good at it <laughs> i just tried <laughs> you know what um, that's enough so oh i think uh i wanted to make sure that everybody understood that while we are nerds we are not the smart kind more of the obsessive kind um so i just want to get that out of the way john clearly very intelligent me barely squeaked his way out of freshman year of college though in my defense i thought that it would be a fun idea to take latin after having taken only german and that really pulled my gpa down (laughs) that'll that'll break you you know how you go to college and you're like hey i'm i'm gonna immerse myself in this learning environment so i'm gonna take latin even though i've been taking german for six years and i'm gonna take calculus even though i've never gotten better than a b minus in a math class and then um whoops my gpa is 2.4 <laughs> just like that brought back up afterwards but so yes please be aware not that kind of nerd you know All right. given <laughs> given the story you just told i i'm impressed that you were inspired to give the podcast its name. Really, I think that speaks to your receptiveness to God's graces, as well as as your intelligence, however covered it may be in humility. Uh, well, you know, I, I with that, as with many things, I, I tend to learn just enough about subjects to make a clever joke about them. <laughs> so, in the title definitely demonstrates that so john back to the script am i right what are you looking forward to the most in this podcast like what do you want to get out of this what do you want people to get out of this i when do you want me to stop talking so you can answer (laughs) (laughs) all this browbeating is just causing my spirit to crumble folks you can't see it but i actually have a lamp directly on my laptop camera shining into his face how he does it we'll never know <laughs> answer the questions oh gosh where were the other drugs going go ahead the, that's entrapment no i <laughs> in addition to my other foibles clearly i don't have a an accurate sense of how legal proceedings work but i'm looking forward to having an excuse to read comics that i enjoy reading discovering new ones and reading it with you brendan gives an opportunity to look at it with a fresh set of eyes and somebody who can really parse out those salient elements that really speak to either how the culture is proposing moral standards that are 
in keeping with the church or harmonize with it and in what ways it's revealing a a difference there and of course most of these comics were written by people who didn't have an agenda towards religious allegory but when superheroes take on a an almost mythological status in the way that they're portrayed invariably you start getting into some of the the grassroots idea of of justice but also loftier ideas of the divine or authority or things of that nature so all of which is to say that i think it'll be a lot of fun looking at these stories and kind of talking a little bit about the characters i can throw in trivia every so often because that's what i'm good for and among other things oh well thank you thank you you're too kind and between you and me hopefully being able to pull in scripture passages elements of the catechism encyclicals things for all of the catholic nerds out there that would really give a hearty and and critical discussion of these things so that's that's what has me excited and i'm hoping that people who who listen will enjoy the show for similar reasons, maybe you're fans of comics, maybe you're fans of the movies that they've inspired, or maybe you're a Catholic who really likes to get into the treasures of the church and the intellectual tradition, and you want a new avenue of exploring it with an artifact that has gained some amount of prominence, especially in the United States, and a medium that's maybe not unique to our country, but which has a special place in it over the course of almost a century. Yeah, you know, it certainly had a, a big impact on on society even before, you know, we got into this even before we got into the the huge success of the of the comic book movie. I I personally really like the I guess the concept of the duty that power brings with it. I think that that's I mean, that's something that you see a lot in, in comics. I think one of my favorite, you know, it's always fun when, uh, you know, your popcorn movies, I'm not meaning to run down, uh, but, you know, a lot of people consider them popcorn movies. But when your popcorn movies have moments that really make you think about you know, what your duty as a as a person is. Mine that I really liked in, I believe, uh, yeah, in Civil War, the movie, when uh, Peter Parker says that when you can do the things that I can do, and you don't, and then bad things happen. They happen because of you. I'm not sure if that's necessarily a hundred percent accurate to Catholic teaching. Not that he was aiming to be, <laughs> but I do think that that it's the kind of thing that we have to consider from a moral standpoint. You know, it's not necessarily just a matter of what you want to do with what you can do. It's what you should do with what you can do. And you know, if you are out here with abilities that can serve your serve your fellow man and serve god and serve your community and you're not using them to do that then you're wasting gifts that god has given you and that in itself is that's kind of the sin of sloth <laughs> to a certain extent so that's but that's something that i i see a lot in you know, a lot of comics and i I, lo- I really like to see that explored so that's that's probably my favorite concept that comes of the idea of having superpowers hours this and the other things because it's it's applicable to us as people um whether we can fly or not which i'm not saying i can fly but if i could which i'm not saying i can i would have some responsibilities i think to use that for good so sounds like a confession to me 
ain't saying I can't, ain't saying I can't. I am saying that if I could, I would be terrified every minute. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> so, John, you have more comic book shirts than anybody I, I know. And I, I, I know you seem to have a couple favorite ones that you wear, but who is your actual favorite superhero? Yeah, you know, when it comes down to it, there's a number of characters that I, I really like. Some of them are more obscure than others, but really it all seems to come back to Batman, honestly, as kind of the the number one all-time favorite that I have. And sometimes I think to myself, you know, maybe maybe pick a little more deep cut character. But yeah, I think Batman's a character that even as a kid, I I really love the idea of somebody who rolled together several different genres. He's a detective. He has skills that are comparable to ninjas or other covert type operation agents. And then some of the the classic superhero big explosion stuff. But that the fact that he's a has a highly trained intellect as well as a well-honed physical prowess is something that I like. He's a balanced character. He really strives for perfection as far as human beings can in making the most of his mental, his physical, and his spiritual abilities. So I really like that and, and that he's a mysterious character as well. He's got a pretty pretty sweet costume, no denying that. No, I, I, I don't think anybody should deny such a thing. I apologize in this moment if there's screaming from my daughter in the background. I'm not sure if that's audible or not. Is that audible? It's coming through, but yeah. Um, I'm hearing a, a bit of her and Elisa, but um, there's only well, so much you're going to be able to do. Such as like, maybe we can scrub it. Um, no, you know, uh, if I'm being honest, I, I can't, you know, criticizing for someone for saying their favorite is Batman to me would be like, criticize, you know, ask somebody who their favorite saint is, favorite person in heaven, and you say Mary, and it's like, well, obviously Mary. It's like, well, <laughs> Mary. Like, what, what, what do you want me to do? Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say I'm not in. I'm not into the uh, the mediatrix, the mother of Christ. Uh, eh, hard pass. You're you're not a uh, Catholic hipster then when it comes to your saintly devotions. <laughs> uh, no, no, I think I think I think that one came out pretty clearly. Although I don't want to ruffle any press and feathers by saying that, so maybe I'll I'll move along. Uh, we do we do respect our Protestant brothers, even if we disagree on a couple of things. And sisters, sorry, brothers and sisters, all of you. You know, I, I, I would I would often, it, it would be hard for me not to go with Batman, but I think I actually, I might go with Spider-Man. Um, mm. I, I feel like his situation is engaging in a way that, that Batman's is, but Batman doesn't have, doesn't have kids, doesn't have parents, and, and that's, the, that's not to his detriment or anything. But Spider-Man has so many reasons not to do what he does. He has so many reasons not to go out there and and risk his safety and aunt may's safety and you know whichever one of the girls he's dating in <laughs> whichever comic but you know he has so his reasons not to do it what he does he's not rich you know i mean he does spidery things but like great so and he's a kid but he started like he's a kid anyway i mean you know <laughs> we know him mostly as a kid so uh I like him because he, there's, he's got things that he's certain abilities. He has lots of reasons why he could just keep those under wraps, but he feels like it's the right thing to go out there and use those for good. Now, a lot of a lot, uh, you know, plenty of other superheroes 
have that going on, but you can also fly through the sky with spider webs. So that's that's pretty cool. There's that. That's pretty rad. <laughs> People say rad still, right? Uh, I think so. I do, um, which is not a good measure of whether or not something is still current. But, we'll run with it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, or like top three or top five, Daredevil's going to have to go in there ever since I found out he was Catholic. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Spider-Man is is a great character for several reasons among those that you've mentioned. The fact that he has many elements that are recognizable for most people. He's got superpowers, but in many ways, he's kind of an everyman character. He has bills to pay. He has a hard time paying those bills. And he's constantly struggling with the responsibilities of his personal life and the responsibilities that he feels are incumbent upon him with the powers that he has not to mention the fact that he's one of the few superheroes i can think of offhand and there may be some listeners who will come up with a lot and i'm sure i'll hear from you which is great we're hoping we'll get a lot of listener feedback but spider-man we would like that yeah yeah stay stay tuned we'll be offering some ways for you to respond back to us we want to have that dialogue we want it to be something that builds a community John's phone number is 215. Yeah, yeah. Uh, please send all rocks through windows at this address. Nope, 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 nope. Boop, boop, be doop. But um, he's one of the few superheroes that I could think of offhand that his origins are tied in some ways to a great mistake that he made. Whereas other ones like Superman is as something of an adopted child of the planet Earth feels that as a as a citizen and as a human being so to speak that he's duty bound to protect people and to contribute back to society as best he can with batman it has to do with a tragedy that befell him that he doesn't want to happen to anybody else ever again for spider-man there's actually partly the altruistic idea that he's received these powers and he has a responsibility to use them but it's really only driven home after he realizes what can happen when extraordinary abilities are used selfishly. And so that flawed element, as well as that relatable element, makes Spider-Man a really compelling character. So definitely one that I continue to follow stories about. And there's a good reason why he's one of the most popular ones. Yeah, he's got to say similar problems to what we had. Have. Sure, yeah. You know, not many other... Uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe I could be wrong. I don't know how many other superheroes have to have a job but you would think that aside from i guess i don't know if superman has to eat or not come to think of it but not necessarily have a job batman's pretty rich <laughs> so you know he's got to save everybody's life and he's gonna get pictures for jk simmons <laughs> which is very very stressful <laughs> i imagine uh, <sighs> so do we want to talk about a couple segments we've been thinking about or um i know we've got some other questions we can discuss but what do you think um, sure that sounds great yeah so as mentioned we'll be doing a different comic or graphic novel or even as time goes on things like movies and we'll be discussing that sometimes we'll be breaking them between separate episodes depending on the amount of content there is or how much we think there is to discuss who kind of want to allow whatever breathing room will make the most of the potential of these uh these comics and such but uh yeah brendan how about you uh let the listeners know what what they can expect beyond just sort of the initial discussion because we want to have some some fun with it 
we want to have some fun with the podcast and and uh, more than anything, we want to give ourselves some structure so that we uh, at least have some go-to places, don't get lost, and don't accidentally don't have any actual content. So, <laughs> guardrails so, always great. Yep, guardrails are good. So, but that doesn't mean that the uh, the segments aren't going to be fun. Uh, so, if you if, our, if you heard our teaser, we throw out some uh, most of which were real. Our uh, is it anathema section uh, where we can discuss whether or not that uh, teaching actually goes with the Catholic Church. Uh, a little double effect study to discuss, decide whether or not certain action was moral, even if it didn't, your direct, the direct thing you did may not have caused something bad on purpose, but you, you know, did you know it was going to cause that? How much did you know? You didn't necessarily intend it, but if you knew, but maybe you did kind of intend it, but you intended something else that was okay. I'll explain that a little more, but you know, we got some other ideas. Uh, the didac attack, that's where when somebody claims that the Catholic Church entered this teaching or that teaching, you know, after Constantine or whatever, we go back to the didac, which is the earliest found collection of Catholic teaching from the first century and uh, tell you why you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, we, we wouldn't describe this podcast as provocative or polemic. But it could incidentally be provocative and polemic. <laughs> I've certainly been accused of being polemic or writing a polemic anyway. Okay, so I'm going to give you an example for my double effect. Uh, or Well, it might not be considered double effect, but you'll get the idea. The end of Batman Begins. We've all seen it. If you haven't seen it, I don't want to send away potential listeners, but stop. Come on, man. But So there's going to be a spoiler. So there you go. If you haven't seen it, it's 15 years old. Uh, at the end, Batman is on a train. The train is going to fall off of the train tracks. And Ra's al Ghul, a.k.a. Liam Neeson, is basically stuck. And Batman says, I will kill you, but I don't have to save you. And then he throws his wings out and he flies away. I just got chills. Right? Now, everybody, is that moral reasoning Catholic? <laughs> is the question. The only act he took was to throw open his wings and fly backwards. His intent, as he claims, is not to kill the person, but he's not going to save him, knowing that he'll die. So here's your question. The intended act was just to leave. The known consequence was Liam Neeson died. <laughs> was that a moral act? It's not always going to be that easy. Short answer, no. No, that was not a moral act. If that was if that was a question, now nah, we've clarified that. <laughs> so there you go. It's not always going to be that simple, but it's that basic idea. Because as 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 uh, we can tell you, if your action kills somebody and you're not say uh, involved in a just war, generally that's not moral, especially if that person has not been judged guilty by a reasonable authority. We'll talk a little bit about reasonable authority as well, because that's going to come up a lot when it comes down to to superheroes. <laughs> Who is a reasonable authority in a land where men can disappear into the night and fly and women have lassos that make you say the truth? Who is a reasonable authority to judge someone's guilt? So, you know, that kind of fun stuff that everybody, you know, the kind of thing that makes fictional universes more fun. Now, can we put a slash sarcasm thing there or no? Okay. Uh, <laughs> so that's one example. Another example, because... I thought it would be fun to drag up a uh, 
a Catholic superhero, of which I'm only familiar with two, being Matt Murdock and uh, Nightcrawler. And since Matt Murdock can do no wrong, and I'll fight you if you stay otherwise, mm-hmm. I went with Nightcrawler and I, I watched X2 yesterday. I know I should have read a comic and I'm uh, terrible. but So I watched X2 and I caught this scene where they finally track Kurt Werner down in uh, a church. And they're talking about what happened and he doesn't remember. And he looks over at the crucifix and says, maybe he's testing me. So catechesis, let's talk about it. It's a very important part of Catholic formation. In fact, it is Catholic formation. That's what catechesis means. Had Kurt Warner, Kurt Werner, Kurt Warner, had Kurt Warner not played for the Cardinals, he may, okay, sorry, wait, no. <laughs> Kurt Wagner. Kurt, yes. Had Kurt Wagner been properly catechized, he probably would have known that Jesus doesn't test you by brainwashing you to kill the president. He doesn't? No, no. Um, oh, no. oh no, oh dear. Uh, <laughs> my, my catechesis has been called into question. Yeah, um, generally we, we don't consider that to be the sort of thing that, uh, that, t- that tests. Uh, usually God doesn't force you to do evil things. He allows evil to happen for our for means of our faith. Not the same as taking away your free will and trying to kill the president. So when I get into, was he properly catechized? Now you know where I'm going to be going. Um, so those are two simple examples um, of what we're going to be talking about. Um, I'd also like to declare certain things anathema. That's what's going to happen when someone who clearly doesn't know the teachings of the Catholic church tries to put Catholic teaching into a book. We've all seen that in movies. It's always fun when you're like, Hey, we don't, what? (laughs) We don't think that, or it's just me. It it could just be me. Speaking of how Matt Murdoch can do no wrong. I'm thinking of the very first episode of the Netflix daredevil series where we find Matt Murdoch in a confessional more on that later and how there's a flawed conception of repentance Uh, yeah that happens a lot yeah yeah you think for your research you would go into a confessional or like talk to a priest but um no (laughs) i don't i don't know if anyone who writes these things has ever been in a confessional (laughs) we uh, may uh keep a scorecard maybe we'll just have a confessional scorecard at some point (laughs) if it comes up enough and we'll we'll keep you all posted on how that's coming along in terms of our failing ideas of how that sacrament works yeah we'll we'll see a running rating of best confessional scenes which certainly doesn't fly in the face of the idea of a confessional (laughs) because we're nothing if not glowing beacons of optimism on this show more on that later all right well i don't know are we there are we uh, considering what would Matt Murdock do? Is that on the table? <laughs> Matt Murdock would punch people in the face without seeing them. Indeed, yes. Hey, you know, I think uh, I think you you know, as long as you're, I, I think what we have to understand here, especially the scenes of fighting. I, I want to clarify something here because I think people are gonna are gonna expect that I'm critical of everything superheroes do. Now, sometimes you have to beat the crap out of henchmen, you know, if they've kidnapped a person, you know, or they have a, uh, a nuclear weapon, you're going to have to punch a guy in the face. I mean, that's, 
Uh, which which uh, which Bible verse is that? You're gonna low. I say unto you, you might have to punch a guy in the face. That does ring a bell. If he kidnappeth the mayor's daughter. It's always the mayor's daughter. I know. Mayors are way more powerful in comic books than they are in real life. Like you know, you, you do have to wonder sort of what the power structure is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the the governance of comic book worlds probably really comes down to one man and the police department, and that's all of the infrastructure that's present. And that would actually explain a lot of the chaos and violence and crime that would demand the need for superheroes. That's true. Yeah. Uh, you know what, though? And that one of the things that I really appreciate, especially with the one we're going to be reading and talked about a little bit, but with mm-hmm. things like Batman, and I believe the Flash and, and Superman, they really, um, especially early on, superhero stories really uh, liked to go by the uh, principle of subsidiarity. I was very impressed by the way Batman could handle justice in Gotham. And so he did. And that's how it worked. He didn't need to hire the Justice League didn't have to come together and tell him how to like run Gotham. He had the capability to do it and he did it. And if that's not the principle of subsidiarity, then I'm not an expert Catholic philosopher. I mean, I, I, I'm not, but that's it's, <laughs> it's reminiscent of subsidiarity. But, you know, the fact that most of the time have, have their own cities you know, that they protect. It's, uh, it, it works. I think. More on that later. <laughs> That's going to be on a t-shirt. Does the Justice League working together to... <laughs> Does the Justice League violate the Catholic principle of subsidiarity? <laughs> Tune in to the next superhuman of <laughs> Nothing really just kind of grabs you by the collar and shakes you and says, listen to this. White knuckle roller coaster ride. <laughs> Actually, though, come to think of it, and I'm not done reading our next comic. Do you want me to go ahead and just introduce what our comic's going to be? Did we sure, say let's, in the teaser? We did, but let's go ahead and mention it again because we do welcome anybody who wants to follow along and read for themselves before jumping in. We'll certainly give a synopsis and we'll be filling in the gaps so you won't be left in the dark as we actually get into the discussion proper. But yeah, Brendan, why don't you uh, let let the listener know what they can expect for our very first discussion on Superhumana Vitae. Sure. So we're going to take a look at the classic DC comic story, Kingdom Come. Uh, we're going to actually going to be breaking it into two parts. First episode is going to cover the first two issues, and that way we'll be able to discuss them, you know, let the discussion breathe a bit. And if you just heard my cat walk down the stairs and cry, that's what happened. So I'm actually going to be reading this up into the point of the, uh, could you not, Otto? Sorry. My cat's name is Otto. He's loud and he came down. I'm impressed that he didn't before. So I am actually going to be reading this in preparation. John has, of course, read this before. And that's actually how it's going to be with Pretty much all of these I won't have already read. Um, there are a couple I think we talked about that I will have already read, but uh, I'll read again. So I am going to be focusing very much on the comic of the week or the show. So if you want to write in and complain about how I didn't use context from the first 80 years of comics, do that anyway, because that's fun. But I'm just going to warn you that I'm probably not going to use as much context from outside the actual story that we're discussing. Thanks, Otto. He's defending. <laughs> so I will be reading it. 
along with you, if you are out there and reading, if you're out there and you're going to read it in preparation, then just know that I will also be reading. So at the end of every episode, we'll let you know what the next one's going to be. So the next two are going to be about Kingdom Come. We'll still be talking about that. But at the end of the, the second Kingdom Come episode, we'll let you know what we're reading. Unless you th- Maybe we'll let you know at the end of the first one so you can get started because I don't. We, we're not sure how far we're spacing these out yet. But uh, see, I tell you what, we'll tell you what the next one is when we, during the first episode, and then you'll have the second episode and then the next one to read. And um, yeah, once you get some followers, I'll let you know what my Twitter handle is. We'll, we'll put my Twitter handle up. And if you want to tweet at me about the fact that you're reading it too and ask me what I'm thinking, no spoilers, unless I've said that I'm done, that'd be great. And maybe, uh, you know, if we get a good following here, I'll read your tweets on the podcast leading up. So, Fantastic. So, so tweet me is the word for that. Tweet, tweet. I'm every kind of nerd except technology. All right. Every kind. Yes. Thank you, Brendan. Well said. And we'll be. And Otto, too. In, indeed. Otto, an indispensable part of our team. Of course. Yeah. We'll be trying to introduce ways for you, the listener, to be able to give us feedback, comments, really kind of jump into the conversation. So stay tuned for that. And also, please, please, please do subscribe to the podcast. You'll find that on your favorite podcatcher. And that way, you're not going to miss any subsequent episodes and you can follow along pretty easily. We're really excited. And uh, hopefully through this episode, as well as the teaser, you have gotten to know us and you'll be able to get a jump on have those episodes rolling in and stay tuned. It's going to be great. All right. Well, yeah. No, so thank you so much for joining us. I'm going to put on my radio announcer voice and we're going to tell, remind you to tune in next time for Kingdom Come on Super Humanity. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. So what do you think? Did that feel like it was good? <laughs> <laughs> <Just> to do it <laughs> that's funny